On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, layoffs hit Tesla. I'll give you the details as well as my thoughts. Plus, Tesla is offering up a heck of a prize to white hat hackers. You've now got a new option for at-home car charging. The Tesla referral program finally rides off into the sunset and more. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, episode number 181. That's a palindrome for January 20th, 2019. I'm alongside Daisy the Boxer Puppy, who, as usual, uh, is, is sitting on the couch up against the back of the couch. She's pushed the cushion, the back cushion down and is sitting on that. That's her her butt cushion. And she's sitting like a person, just like pretty much straight up. And it's kind of hilarious. She's just kind of looking out the window. That's her thing. She'll probably be asleep by the end of the show, as usual. But uh, anyway, I've got to tell you, when I when I started putting this show uh, together this week, in fact, when I finished putting this show together this week yesterday, Thursday, as I'm recording this late Friday, as usual, I was looking at it going, well, this was, wow, this is actually the first kind of slow Tesla news week in a while. Like, I just... I didn't have uh, a ton of Ride the Lightning Hotline phone calls from you guys. I didn't have a ton of news stories to go over, and I thought, well, all right, well, it is what it is. This will be one of the shorter episodes in a while. And then, uh, unfortunately, Friday, I did get plenty of news to talk about, but not of the ideal variety. So I'm going to cover that in a few minutes, but first, just a kind of uh, a couple of notes here. Number one... The 75D Model S and Model X variants are now gone, as promised. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next here. You know, will that 100D become the standard? Because we know that that Tesla is going to move over to the Model 3 style uh, nomenclature on on the uh, the range variant, on the battery packs. They'll be the standard. And a long range, it's a question of what those are. I mean, they're they're on the Model 3. I guess there's no guarantee that we'll get more than just standard and performance on uh, on Model S for a while. But will uh, yeah, will we get a new long range, and will the 100D become the standard, or uh, will it just kind of stay status quo for a while? That is going to be a really interesting thing to track. Uh, the other big story this week, well, another big story here at the top this week that's just kind of a, a fun nugget, because I know I've got a, plenty of European listeners out there. Those of you who ordered right away, who could who could get right in and uh, get your order in there in the beginning of December, your car may very well be on its way to you. The first shipment of European Model 3s left San Francisco this past weekend on the transport ship uh, called the Glovis Captain. The Captain is the name of the ship. Glovis is the shipping company. Pictures of it were posted online. In fact, you can even track it online on a website called marinetraffic.com. Thank you to Hans for pointing that out to me. There are thousands of cars on this ship. The community estimates, I guess, you know, the <laughs> Reddit as it is wont to do, as it is very good at, sort of did the detective work crowdsourced it, collectively put it together, and I guess a ship of that size, of the, the size of the Globus Captain, can hold about 6,000 cars. So I hope those cars all find their new owners very swiftly and very safely without incurring any you know problems during shipment. If that is you, uh, I, I hope you get your car soon. It's looking like still the end of February for the first deliveries, even though they are on their way now. Uh... I, I got, I'll, I'll put it out there now, too. If you are going to be getting... I mean, just actually, this applies to anybody in Europe. I, I would love to hear from you in the Ride the Lightning hotline if and when you get your car. Because, you know, you guys have been waiting a lot longer than the United States has, a lot longer than North America has to get your hands on a Model 3. So uh, I, I would love to hear from you, your first impressions, because I'm sure a lot of you either haven't seen it in person at all and are you have your car coming to you sight unseen or maybe you finally got to see it 
in one of the, the uh, Tesla stores in Europe recently with the Model 3 on display, but you probably haven't driven it yet. So I definitely would love to hear from you folks once, uh, once you receive your cars. But uh, on a related note, by the way, the European cars, the European Model 3s are definitely going to keep coming because not only were they officially homologated this week, meaning they were approved for sale in Europe, but as Tesla Rati notes, thanks to the excellent Twitter account at Model 3 Vins, which I have uh, referenced here on the show in the past, Tesla Rati writes, from Friday to Sunday, Tesla registered a mammoth batch of more than 28,000 Model 3 VIN registrations, over 20,000 of which were designated for international markets. With these latest batches of filings, Tesla's total Model 3 registrations now number 236,512. The new registrations were reported, uh, again, by Model th- at Model 3 VINs. Uh, the latest batch also complements the more than 14,800 Model 3 VINs that were registered in the week of January 6th. That's more than 42,000 Model 3 VINs filed during the first two weeks of January and thus the quarter alone. Well, with any luck, that might mean that production has stabilized at or above 5,000 cars per week and perhaps is even inching closer to 6,000 cars per week. Now, you can't take those VIN registrations as gospel of, 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 as far as production goes because Tesla has in the past registered batches of VINs way ahead of time, but nevertheless, it is a good sign. Well, unfortunately, what is not a good sign is, is what I alluded to at the top of the show. Uh, the bad news did drop on Friday, and you know it, it was the worst kind of news that Tesla has laid off 7% of its workforce. I want to read you just a, a few excerpts from Elon's rather long uh, letter to the company on the company blog, which is publicly available on Tesla's website. He said, uh, this is picking up towards the middle of the, uh, of the blog, of the letter, after sort of the, the, you know, just intro bit. He says, in Q3 last year, we were able to make a 4% profit. While small by most standards, I would still consider this our first meaningful profit in the 15 years since we created Tesla. However, that was in part the result of preferentially selling higher-priced Model 3 variants in North America. In Q4, preliminary, uh, pardon me, in Q4, preliminary unaudited results indicate that we again made a gap profit, G-A-A-P, but less than Q3. This quarter, as with Q3, shipment of higher-priced Model 3 variants, this time to Europe and Asia, will hopefully allow us, with great difficulty, effort, and some luck, to target a tiny profit. So Elon already just sort of uh, laying it out there that Q1 is going to be razor thin uh, if, if it makes profitability at all. He continues... However, starting around May, we will need to deliver at least the mid-range Model 3 variant in all markets, as we need to reach more customers who can afford our vehicles. Moreover, we need to continue making progress towards lower-priced variants of Model 3. Right now, uh, our most affordable offering is the mid-range 264-mile Model 3 with premium sound and interior at $44,000. The need for a lower-priced variant of Model 3 becomes even greater on July 1st when the U.S. tax credit again drops in half, making our car $1,875 more expensive, and again at the end of the year when it goes away entirely. As a result of the above, we unfortunately have no choice but to reduce full-time employee headcount by approximately 7%. He notes in parentheses, we grew by 30% last year, which is more than we can support, and retain only the most critical temps and contractors. Tesla will need to make these cuts while increasing the Model 3 production rate and making many manufacturing engineering improvements in the coming months. Higher volume and manufacturing design improvements are crucial for Tesla to achieve the economies of scale required to manufacture the standard range, 220-mile, standard interior Model 3 at $35,000, and still be a viable company. 
There isn't any other way. To those departing, thank you for everything you have done to advance our mission. I am deeply grateful for your contributions to Tesla. We would not be where we are today without you. Well, it's great that Tesla appears that they were profitable in Q4. That's good news. I believe I'd said a couple shows back, I I had predicted that it would probably be close one way or the other, and that does indeed appear to be the case. And fortunately, that closeness is uh, it's in the black rather than in the red. And uh, also, as I had predicted, it looks like we probably won't see the $35,000 standard standard Model 3, meaning standard uh, battery, standard interior, until the second half of the year. But none of that is what matters most today. Uh, One personal friend of mine was affected by these layoffs. Uh, I've had one listener so far who's who's never reached out for anything else, but just was kind enough to, and you know, as an employee, and reached out to let let me know that that they were affected by the layoffs as well. Uh, both both of them, in fact, uh, just independently expressed very similar feelings of just being in in complete shock because both loved the company so much and had you know were just all in on the mission. Uh, and, and both said they still are, but, you know, I, I, I feel for them and I, I feel for everyone affected by this. I mean, 7% of Tesla that, you know, we, the best we knew they were around 40,000 employees. So you're talking about 2,800 people or so, you know, give or take, I'm just, I'm deeply saddened for all of them. Uh, you know, this, this is not what anybody wants to see happen, whether, you're a Tesla employee, whether you're a Tesla fan, a Tesla owner, or a Tesla shareholder. My, uh, my hope for these people that are affected is that hopefully having Tesla on their resume proves to be a good thing for them and helps them find not only find their next adventure soon, but for that next adventure to be a step forward in their lives and careers. So just uh yeah real sad news on Friday this week and and really there's there's no way to segue out of this you know but I, I just I didn't want to bury this at the back of the news block on this week's show because this is clearly the biggest and most important news story of the week so I'd just like to apologize here for, for the abrupt transition into what is a fun story this was going to be my headliner story for this week and it's a good one so check this out. This is uh, Tesla is offering up a free Model 3 as a, as a prize as part of a cybersecurity conference contest. Boy, that's, <laughs> that's a bit of a mouthful. So uh, this was pointed out to me. I want to give credit to a listener out there named Tim Keppen. I think that's how it's properly pronounced. It's K-O-E-P-P-E-N, uh, which if my High school German, if I'm remembering it properly, at one point, Tim's family name was Kippen, K-O with an umlaut. Anyway, there's your German lesson of the day. <laughs> when, when German names were sort of um, Americanized, a lot of times they took the umlauted letters and, and broke them into two vowels. Anyway, uh, the story comes via Engadget. Thank you, and thank you to Tim for pointing it out to me. Engadget writing, Tesla has announced that it's partnering with Trend Micro, the company that puts on the annual Pwn to Own PWN for those of you in the the familiar with with uh, that that uh, phrase as it were that that uh, little word that fun word in the in the uh, computer and hacking community anyway uh, at the CanSec West conference it's occurring March 10th to March 13th in Vancouver Canada and it will offer up a Model Three to be pwned. It will be the first vehicle in the competition's new automotive category. Security researchers will attempt to find security issues with the Model 3, and if they do, they could drive home in a new car. Quote, We develop our cars with the highest standards of safety in every respect, and our work with the security research community is invaluable to us, says David Lau, who is Tesla's vice president of vehicle software. He adds, we look forward to learning about and rewarding great work in Pwn to Own so that we can continue to improve our products and our approach to designing inherently secure systems, end quote. 
Well, if you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, or you've simply followed Tesla for a while, this might sound a bit familiar to you because a few years ago, Tesla offered up bug bounties to white hat hackers who could find exploits in the Teslas, of course, at that time, a Model S, and report it to Tesla. So there, I had done a story on this show, must have been a couple years ago, where someone did successfully hack into a Model S and you know showed that to Tesla, and Tesla quickly patched out that exploit. So I got to say, I love that Tesla is continuing to openly recruit white hat hackers and uh, the, I love that they're upping the ante here by offering up an actual car as a prize. That is a great way to build goodwill within the hacking and computer securities communities. And it will definitely incentivize the best and brightest in those communities to take a crack at the challenge, which will ultimately make for more secure cars for all of us. Uh, all of us Tesla owners. And, and that is going to be key in the future because nefarious hackers will try to get into our cars. They will. In fact, in Europe, so I know some Europeans out there right now, some of you are going, hey, by the way, uh, I'm with you here. In Europe, there was already a wave, uh, just last year, a wave of successful hacks of the key fobs and that is why we have pin to drive now as a secondary layer of security. So kudos to Tesla, and I want to wish good luck to all of the participants in this contest. If you, if, uh, you happen to be participating in this, I would love to hear from you, especially if you win the car. That would be cool. I, I'll have to, I might try to have to uh, find that person whoever wins and see if I can get him uh, to to come on this show and do an interview with me because that that will be that would be a fun conversation to have hacking into a model 3 and then winning a model 3 next up this week there is a new wall connector available for your at home charging and get this it plug it so it's the it's the Tesla wall connector but instead of being hardwired into your home and into your breaker box you know it it plugs into a NEMA 1450 outlet. So this is, is clearly going to be useful for apartment dwellers and or those folks who either can't or don't want to do a hardwired solution. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, you could easily take this with you if, you, if you're moving, if you're, you know, if, if where you live isn't necessarily where you might live in, in five years. And I will add, it does give you a bit more juice than the mobile connector that comes with your car. Because, uh, you know, the, if you do the NEMA 1450 uh, with the, uh, the mobile connector, you get 32 amps. But this wall connector on the NEMA 1450 gets you 40 amps. So that's, that is a bit better. But here's the, the bad news in my opinion. You may disagree. But here's my take on this. I, this thing costs $500, which is the exact same amount as the full-blown wall connector that can deliver even more power than that. So, I mean, I, I get fundamentally why the price is exactly the same because it presumably has all the same guts as the $500 standard wall connector. Uh, so, so I get that, like just material costs. But... The fact of the matter is this this NEMA 1450 wall connector is not as capable. It, it can't charge as, as quickly. So I think it would be fair for it for it to be priced a bit lower. I, in fact, I'll even say I, I think $400 would be more fair. Uh, and in, in my opinion, I'll, I'll say this. I think Tesla has traditionally priced their accessories rather fairly. I, I really do. And in this case, I think they're a little high, uh, a little a little high on the price tag because for comparison, if you said, well, you know what? I don't want to be taking my my mobile connector in and out of the car every single time I get home. I'd love the convenience of having a, a, a plug that's just that lives in my garage. 
You could buy a second mobile connector kit, by the way. So it comes with the, you know, the not only the NEMA 1450, but the the J1772 adapter and the 110 volt wall, you know, regular wall adapter as well, uh, plugs. So you could buy a second mobile connector kit that just lives in your garage for convenience's sake that charges at 32 amps, and that costs $300. So in my humble opinion, I think Tesla should split the difference here between this wall connector that plugs in and the the full-on wall connector that can that can give you some more juice. So, uh, but if if you are interested in that and the the price tag is amenable to you, you can find that right on shop.tesla.com. Pick one up and uh, you can get yourself a wall connector that that does not require professional installation from an electrician. Uh, the next story I have for you this week is in regards to the referral program. And if you're sick of hearing about the referral program, I, ho- I hope you're not sick of hearing about it from me. I've uh, tried to certainly <laughs> do my best to ramp that down and, and encourage you to use other people's codes. But anyway, no more guesses, no more false alarms this time. The referral program is coming to a permanent end. Elon Musk taking to Twitter to say this week, quote, the Tesla customer referral program will end on February 1st. If you want to refer a friend to buy a Tesla and give them six months of free supercharging, please do so before then. And he later added in a follow-up tweet that it's adding too much to the cost of the cars, especially Model 3. So by the way, just for ultimate clarity on that, that means you need to order by January 31st. Not not take delivery and also not order on February 1st. You need to order by uh, the end of the day there on January 31st. I mean, it is nice of Elon to give a bit of advance notice on this rather than us just waiting to see what happens when the current round's end date approaches. Although... What's interesting is that the current round was supposed to go through March 11th, and here's Elon uh, cutting it off now February 1st. The the uh, website, the referral website, has already been changed to reflect the new February 1st date, and I guess you know, what I want to say about this is really that I'm sad for the European owners who, are, who have already ordered and are awaiting delivery now. And again, the standard battery customers who will just not get any opportunity to participate in the referral program, you know, because here's the thing, in both of those cases, the European owners and the standard battery owners, it's not your fault that you haven't been able to get your cars yet. You've got your money in your hand and, you know, Tesla's just not, not building your cars yet. So, or at least they haven't gotten them to you yet in the in the case of the European owners. So I think that's a shame. You know, that's that's really unfortunate. But you know, he, he did Elon did warn us that this was coming. Around, you know, the toward the end of last year, he had tweeted that the program wasn't going to be sustainable long term. So if you're ordering, do again, do try to find a friend, a relative, a co-worker's code so that you can get them a prize. But uh, again, just, hey, if, if I'm the only Tesla person in your life for right now, you're welcome to use mine just to make sure, just get your six months of free supercharging. It's Ryan73014, so either go to ts.la slash Ryan73014 or uh, give that to your sales advisor. And for the Europeans, again, uh, the process for you guys, there's, a, there's an email you have to send with some information in it. Check out the first part of episode 175 for the instructions on how you guys can apply a referral code to your order. But yeah, do try to use anyone's but mine, quite honestly. <laughs> it's uh, I, I've been very blessed to reach maximum benefit, uh, try to spread the love a little bit. But uh, yeah, this, this is it. February 1st, it is over. But what I, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about with this though, isn't, isn't the, just the fact that it's ending as, I want to look at the why of the timing on this because again, you know, Elon moved the date forward from March 11th to February 1st. You know, we yes, we knew this was coming, 
But why now? Why moving it up like that? So the, the easiest answer, the mo- maybe the most wishful thinking, is that the standard battery Model 3 is coming and that that's going to trigger a whole heck of a lot of demand. Uh, so it, we heard from the, the layoff letter, unfortunately, that, it, it, you know, again, I, I may be wrong, but if I think I'm reading that letter correctly in that we're probably not going to see the standard battery Model 3 for several more months. So I'm not quite sure if that's the solution. But the other piece of the puzzle that I think may be a, a bit of a s- stronger hypothesis is Model Y. Reservation revenue is is certainly not in the same league as full car revenue. $1,000 versus 40, 50 plus thousand dollars, certainly. There's a huge difference there. But if Tesla gets half a million $1,000 Model Y reservations by, say, the end of Q2, after unveiling the Model Y in either March or, if you account for Elon time, maybe in April sometime, the math on that adds up to half a billion dollars in the bank, just in reservations. And if you think maybe I'm being a little too bullish on half a million reservations for Model Y, uh, you may be right. Maybe I am. But Model 3 got to about that and got there fairly quickly. And Model Y has the benefit of not only being uh, a, a compact SUV in an SUV-crazed market here in North America. And yes, I know the reservations are worldwide, but you've got, this could be a huge car, a huge seller in North America, number one. Plus, the, the, the fact that the Model 3 exists and is out there in the wild and people love it and people are hearing about it, the mind share on Tesla is higher than it was three years ago when the Model 3 was unveiled. And the by virtue of the Model 3 being out there, people are more aware of and interested in it and, and maybe more likely to, to be ready and waiting to put their reservation down. And quite frankly, people that have driven the Model 3, and uh, whether they're Model 3 owners or and looking to add a Model Y to the family, uh, or, or just, you know, f- people that, friends, neighbors, relatives, coworkers that, that check out your Model 3, but go, man, I'm, I really need an SUV, so I'm going to wait for that Model Y. I think 500,000 reservations could be, could very well be attainable for, uh, for the coming months with the Model Y. So that could be a huge influx of cash and thus they don't, they can let the referral program go. Finally, one other point, if indeed there is a new 120 or 130 kilowatt hour battery pack coming out for Model S and Model X, you know, the the 400 mile range version of those cars that I predicted in my my prediction show back at, at New Year's, that could certainly trigger a lot of new demand as well, including existing owners trading up. You know, if that's if that's going to be the new the long range Model S and Model X, you know that could spike demand as well. So one or more of those things could be in play. Uh, I also fully acknowledge that not only might none of them be in play, and I might be completely wrong, but there might just be something else I'm not thinking of as well. But those were the things that came to mind for me with regard to the the timing of of the uh, end of the referral program here. And on a related note, by the way, the supercharger prices, uh, since you know that's that's one of the, the perk of the referral program that is now going to be going away, uh, the six months of free supercharging, supercharger prices are going up across the board. There, it's already happened. Take a look at Tesla.com/support/supercharging to see the new rates for the superchargers near you or. You can check, you know, the the rates along a a trip route that you're planning. Now, the the this happened on Friday as well in the in the wake of the layoffs, and so the obvious thing might be might lead you to think, well, this is they're trying to just you know squeeze a, every every penny every penny counts. Try to get a little more revenue here. I'm not so sure that this is a move to generate more revenue because. Superchargers have never 
been meant to be a profit center for Tesla. So what I think may be more likely as far as the primary goal, not to say that this won't generate a little bit more revenue for Tesla, because clearly it will if they raise the prices, but uh, I think this could be more of a move to free up supercharger congestion that we've started to see more and more because the Model 3s keep coming week after week after week. And I told you last week about the literal dozen plus full shipping carriers full of Model 3s that I saw heading south and east uh, away from, from Fremont as I was coming west and north back to San Francisco from Phoenix. So, you know, the cars keep coming and yes, more superchargers are on the way, but you know, it's just, it's a lot to keep up with. So for the, for the, those local use superchargers, the, both the urban superchargers and, and the, the regular ones that, that are maybe in town in places, we certainly have plenty of them here in the Bay area. This may very well be a move to discourage people from using the superchargers because it'll be a lot cheaper to charge at home. So, uh, one other thought on this, uh, some of in, as part of this change, some of the superchargers are now going to be billing you by the minute based on the state of charge. So I wonder if this pricing change could also be, be done with version three supercharging in mind as that's due to roll out, you know, sometime this year and, and will obviously make charging faster, which would, if you're in, if you're at a by the minute supercharger, it will not cost you nearly as much when you're on a V3 supercharger. So just food for thought on that as well. But that is everything I have for you in the news this week. Stick with me. I've got plenty of excellent Ride the Lightning hotline phone calls from all of you guys coming up right after this. It's time for the Ride the Lightning Hotline, your time to shine. You send in your questions, comments, discussion topics in one of two easy ways. Either you can use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software and record a question. Please try to keep it to one minute, minute and a half tops. Send that to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can call in anytime toll-free on the Ride the Lightning hotline, and you just leave a message, and that's it. Same thing, minute, minute and a half call, and you're good to go. That number is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted, or you can put them onto a keepsake. If you want to learn more, visit lifeonrecord.com. Going to kick it off with a call from DJ in Los Angeles. It's a quick call, quick question, but an important one. Take it away, DJ. This is DJ from LA. Um, call in. I've got a quick question. Um, we got a Model S, and of course we love navigating autopilot, me and my fiance. But the problem is it works fine for me. But when we switched, when she switches to her profile, um, the option is not available. It's, it's literally not there. I thought she was uh, tripping at first, but it's actually not there. So I uh, want to see if uh, you or anybody uh, knew what that was about. Um, appreciate it. Have a good day. Yeah. DJ, I am very happy to help here. It's a simple answer. You have to re-enable navigate on autopilot in the autopilot menu for each individual driver profile. It's as simple as that. Head on in there and you should be good to go. Thanks so much for your call. Peter from nearby Redwood City is up next addressing Tesla's reported crashing uh, crash on autopilot statistics that I talk about talked about uh was it was that last week or the week before again they all blur together on me <laughs> anyway Peter take it away hi this is Peter from Redwood City I wanted to address the autopilot safety numbers that Tesla is releasing and that you and others have been reporting on 
A number such as miles driven per accident is not very meaningful without the appropriate context and without controlling for other factors. For example, one would expect miles driven on autopilot to be biased towards highway driving, where presumably there are fewer accidents per mile than in dense city traffic. Also, comparing Tesla miles per accident with all other cars is similarly difficult to interpret without controlling for factors like age of the car, price range of the car, geographical location, and so on. Given how confidently Elon and Tesla have been advocating autopilot safety, they should have much more deep and meaningful data on this topic internally within Tesla. I would encourage the community and the media to press Tesla to provide more meaningful numbers, and I would not read too much into the numbers that they are currently publishing. Love the show. Thank you. Peter, this is a fantastic call, and you know, you are absolutely right. You make a ton of sense on this call. I hadn't even thought about the notion that autopilot data would indeed, they would be heavily skewed toward highway driving, which is already safer. But again, you are dead on with that. So, Yes, I agree with you. I hope Tesla does choose to release more comprehensive data moving forward because it probably would still shine a very positive light on both autopilot and on Teslas in general. And as you noted, they almost certainly have a lot more comprehensive data than what they're releasing publicly. Uh, Thank you so much for that excellent call, Peter. Our friend Joe from New York is up next. And he has a request for the Tesla community that, uh, that might be a fun little project for someone that, that could end up benefiting a lot of the uh, community. So, Joe, uh, take it away. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe from New York. So I'm reaching out to all of your uh, listeners and hoping to, to find somebody that can develop an app for the Amazon Echo that will allow me to say, hey, Echo, uh, warm up my Tesla. And I'm just surprised that uh, something like that doesn't exist yet. Um, hope uh, this reaches the right audience. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Joe, I like this. And you are referring to Alexa, of which the Echo or the Dot are devices that utilize the Alexa voice commands. A lot of people, I think, I think Alexa is probably the more familiar term to a lot of people. But uh, I will say, I confess, I don't have any of them myself. So I don't know them super well. I did get my mother-in-law one for Christmas last year. And come to think of it, I wonder if she's even using it. Anyway, uh, I will tell you that my coworkers at IGN talk about them a lot. And if I'm remembering one of their conversations about it correctly, what I think you're asking for is a skill. I think what the, the, the sort of package you're looking for with the Alexa is, is a skill. It's like a set of commands. Uh, all tied together. So perhaps someone can rig that up out there. If uh, if there are any takers, give it a shot. Call in. Let me know, and uh, let let me know how we can get our hands on it. If indeed somebody decides to make that, but a good idea nevertheless. Joe Brian from Northeast Pennsylvania, another regular caller. He is up next, uh, and he's curious about service centers. Brian, go ahead. Hey Ryan, this is Brian again from uh, Northeast Pennsylvania specifically Wallapen, Pennsylvania. Have fun with that one. Um, Several months ago, you have reported that Tesla was going to dramatically increase their number of service centers. And by that, I also kind of assumed also stores, because it seems like stores and service centers go uh, side-by-side, hand-in-hand. My question is, um, or, yeah, let me back up. It sounded like Elon had said the time frame for that was six months. And, well, we all know about EMT, but um, we haven't heard any updates, or I haven't heard any updates on this, and I'm just curious to know um, where where that's at. I would love to see a Tesla store service center up here in northeast Pennsylvania. Our closest one is a good two hours away. Thanks again. Well, Brian, I wish I had anything to tell you one way or the other on this, but I'm waiting to hear or, in fact, see news from Tesla on this myself. Hopefully, this is going to go a bit more swiftly than the supercharger expansion. And what I'm talking about there is, as uh, some of you have, have called in and pointed out from time to time, 
A lot of the superchargers on the tesla.com slash supercharger map of all the superchargers in, in the world, a lot of them had shown uh, they were coming soon and they said coming fall 2018 and then they didn't actually make those dates. They didn't actually show as being open in those times. So Tesla seems like they might be running a little behind with those. Hopefully, hopefully service is a different story because as we've seen, uh, service is arguably the most vital pressure point for Tesla in 2019, just as I think it's fair to say that production was the big pressure point in uh, in 2018. And you know, with, with so many more cars on the road now, th- those cars have to be cared for. I mean, that's why I asked the question, the same question you're asking at the shareholder meeting back in June. I mean, I didn't, wasn't able to, I didn't go to the meeting, but uh, I asked via Twitter and Elon was kind enough to take that question. So anyway, uh, let's, yeah, let's hope for all of our sakes that, including the companies, that that expansion of service center locations happens swiftly here in 2019. Matt from Wikiwachi is next. He's got an autopilot tip. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Ryan. This is Matt from Wikiwachi calling in again. I was just calling in with a tip. Uh, I'm not sure if it uh, might help some people. Uh, It's related to autopilot. Um, I don't uh, travel on uh, highways, you know, too often in my daily driving, uh, but I do use autopilot on pretty much every other road. Um, And although autopilot doesn't uh, read stoplights, um, it does do pretty well as long as there's other vehicles around, uh, especially if one's in front of you. Um, you know, it'll uh, slow you down uh, at the normal, you know, pace uh, when you're coming up to a stoplight as long as there's a car in front of you. Um, and then it will, you know, com- bring you to a complete stop and start you up again as soon as the light turns green whenever the car in front of you goes. Um, so I'm not sure if anybody knew that. Uh, but also, uh, what the main tip was, uh, when you're coming up to a stoplight, if there's cars already stopped at the light and you have autopilot on, autopilot seems to slow down um, rather quickly, uh, waiting, you know, a little bit later to start slowing down uh, than I would like it to. Uh, however, I've uh, gotten past this uh, somewhat by, as I'm coming up to a light and I see the cars are already stopped, I'll gradually start scrolling down on my right um, knob on the side of the steering wheel to start slowing down my speed uh, more gradually. And then autopilot will kick in, start slowing me down at a, you know, more gradual pace. And then I'll just turn that wheel back up to where I want it. uh, Once I come to a stop. And then when I start going again, uh, when the light turns green, uh, autopilot, you know, takes back over. So I just thought that might help some people Um, keep up the good work. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Matt. I actually use it. Every day, where the uh, so when you when you come into San Francisco off the 280 freeway, it dumps right into the uh, if you take it all the way to the end, which is the King Street exit, it dumps right in onto San Francisco surface streets, and I, I'm that's my route to get to work. And as you mentioned, as long as there's someone in front of me, uh, you know, I autopilot's been on on the freeway, and it's still on when I come off. And it works totally fine as long as there's somebody in front of me. But if there's not, you know, I have to be ready to take over. Actually, even if regardless of whether or not there's somebody in front of me, got to be ready to take over if if in that traffic, that San Francisco City traffic, if it's if the car is going to block a crosswalk or go through a red light because it doesn't know how to do either one of those things yet. One other word of caution that I would pass along to people I have tried autopilot on, you know, city roads where, if you know what I'm talking about, where uh, on, on your left, where the line on the left curves, it curves out to, uh, you know, make like a, a, a little brief left-hand turn lane at an intersection. And I have had the car try to follow that line, which, <laughs> which has caused me to grab the wheel, grab control back, and course correct, which of course, again... That's not its intended purpose. I need to maintain control, and that's, you know, you got to be real, real careful with that. But, but yes, it, it can be useful, even in that city traffic, but you do need to keep a close eye on it. Thanks, Matt. Noah is up next and has a, a bit of a, a 
just sort of hypothetical type thing to throw out at me. Noah, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. My name is Noah. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and all your other work, honestly. So my question for you is, do you think that Tesla will be announcing any crazy future models besides the Model Y pickup truck or any of like the other heavily rumored um, vehicles? Um, if not, what would your future ideal Tesla be? Something sporty and affordable or something just so far out there that basically that will be unobtainable to like the regular person? Um, anyway, thank you for listening, and I hope they have a great day. Welcome to the podcast, Noah, and thank you for your call. Well, I do feel like Tesla's plate is really full for a while. And, you know, the, the, this week's news with the layoffs certainly isn't indicative of, of more surprise projects coming out of the woodwork. But to roll with your question, I mean, it, it seems like the pickup truck unveiling might be the craziest new product that we we might see from Tesla this year. I mean, remember, too, that they're they're trying to ramp the solar roof and the power wall in addition to car production. But uh, if a surprise did happen, let's just say, if a surprise did happen, one thing I could maybe see them doing is making a kind of a city car, something like a Mini Cooper or a Fiat 500 type thing or, or you know, a smart car, that sort of class. I mean, that would, uh, number one, I'll tell you one thing, that would cause my wife to probably ditch her Mini Cooper. But, but on, a, you know, on a more serious note, if Tesla could fit a 200-mile range into a tiny little car you know, of that size and that class, it could potentially make a big difference in urban areas. I mean, because I know San Francisco is a weird bubble, but uh, I will say that you know, it's, it's a city where you don't, have to have a car to survive, but it, it, it's, or to get around, but it's good to have one. And, and the, where I'm going with that is, you know, I see a ton of Teslas around. Uh, I see a ton of Mini Coopers around, a ton of Priuses, which are smaller. Uh, but I also, I see plenty of Fiats, the Fiat 500s, both the, the gas powered and the Fiat 500e electric car. Uh, so, the, and, and a lot of smart cars too. So there, there are, here in, in San Francisco, as just an, an example of a major city, there are a lot of those smaller cars. So um, I could potentially see that being an area that, that Tesla would want to address. Now, I'm not sure Tesla is quite ready to physically cram that much range into such a small car, but if it did happen, it would be pretty cool. I'll point out just well, one, one other thing here. At the end of the company update, uh, blog that, that Elon posted on Friday with the, with the layoffs, he did say, full self-driving, Model Y, semi, pickup truck, and Roadster on the vehicle side and power wall, power pack, and solar roof on the energy, energy side are only the start. So there is more to come from Tesla, but as, as for it being anytime soon with a, with a surprise, I'm not so sure, but hey, it's, it's always fun uh, thought exercise to, to go through that and, and see, well, what, what might they do? Thanks for your call, Noah. Simon from Sheffield. Uh, he's the gentleman who a couple weeks back was curious about, about lulling an infant to sleep in an electric car. Got a ton of great responses to that that I played last week. Well, he is back with a different question. Simon, you're on the air. Hey Ryan, it's Simon calling from Sheffield in England. I just wanted to thank you and your listeners for the answer about uh, the rolling noise in the Model 3 and how that lulls children to sleep. It's really good to hear and I look forward to experiencing that on the road trip soon, hopefully. I'm just calling in with a question about off-menu items for the Model S, X and 3. I know we've been talking about a few of the different options with Model 3 that have been taken off-menu or that can be ordered off-menu, but do you know of any kind of master list of across all the models, what can be ordered that Tesla don't necessarily advertise? Look forward to hearing your response. Hey, Simon, it's great to hear from you again. Uh, well, I have to be honest on this one. I pretty well know what all of them are, but I don't know how many are truly still available versus having faded out and, and being gone for good. For example, the panoramic sunroof on the Model S can probably still be ordered off menu since that was the most recent change, as was the removal of the rear-facing child seats in the Model S. So you might still be able to get that as well. As for the Model 3, it's the paint colors. It's We saw silver, metallic silver go away, and obsidian black go away. 
Those should both still be available off menu, but I'm not, I have to say, I'm not 100% sure about any of those things that I just listed. I don't, I just, the thing is, I don't know how long that off menu grace period lasts. If you do want any of that stuff, I just want to note to you, be prepared to wait longer to get your car because Elon did say that what they'll do is they'll accrue those off-menu orders until they have enough to do a batch of them. So you might have to wait a decent bit longer than normal to get your car, but best of luck in whatever you decide with your upcoming order. The final call this week, the honor goes to Sean from Redondo Beach, California, wants to talk about that Model 3 roof rack that became available recently. Sean, go ahead. Ryan, hey, Sean here from Redondo Beach, California. Friend of the podcast, love your work at IGN. Um, just want to leave a quick comment that I see as a environmental epidemic when it comes to accessories. Um, the sold-out Model 3 roof racks. Now, unlike other accessories... They're not necessarily a necessity, but for this, it, it kind of is for a lot of us in the winter months. Um, with this not being available, I have been forced to take my gas-guzzling, polluting 16 miles per gallon Toyota 4Runner up to the mountains. I take my family up. There's no room for the board inside, so you know they generally go on top in the 4Runner, um, but I can't do that in the Model 3. Um, now, because they're sold out. Now, I, I realize that, um, you know, you could use suction cups, but then that's not, you know, as clean looking as what's offered from Tesla, and it's not covered by Tesla. So if those suction cups decide to come off or uh, rip out the glass of some sort, um, then, you know, it's on my dime, not Tesla's. So uh, kind of a complaint, but kind of also want to know if you knew um, – uh, anything about maybe when they'll come back. Um, you know, I'm here to save the environment too. <laughs> uh, you know, Riff Racks can, can do the little part. Uh, anyways, Ryan, uh, thanks for all your work. Talk to you later. Thanks for your call, Sean. I wish I had an update for you because I, all I can say is I'm sure that Tesla is working with their supplier on that to restock them as quickly as possible. Case in point, when the all-weather floor mats for Model 3 first went up for sale, they sold out very quickly. I got super lucky that I happened to be looking at Reddit and caught a, a post that they're up, and I got in there and managed to to get mine before they sold out. But thankfully, uh, they they so they sold out very quickly. But they also came back around in stock fairly soon after. And in fact, when I was checking on uh, the roof rack just before I took this to the air, just in case. Yes, they're still sold out, but the uh, the all-weather floor mats, hey, they're back in stock now. So hopefully the same thing is going to happen with the Model 3 roof rack, and you'll be able to get one on your car and get your car up to the mountains and leave your gas guzzler behind at some point before this winter season ends. If I were you, I would humbly suggest checking shop.tesla.com literally every single day because... They may go fast again when they do come back into stock before before the demand you know stabilizes and the and the the supply the stock uh, the stock of those uh, stabilizes. So good luck to you, Sean. Thanks for your call. Thanks to everybody for calling in. And again, I invite and encourage all of you to call with your Tesla questions, Tesla comments, Tesla discussion topics. Drop me a line. You can, again, either record a question on your smartphone and send that to me at via email at teslapodcast at gmail.com, or you can call uh, uh, the Ride the Lightning hotline and leave a message anytime, day or night, and that number, again, toll-free, 1-888-989-8752. Uh, be right back with the Spirit of Adventure update, the pro tip of the week, and some parting thoughts for you right after this. Well, down in my garage, I have to tell you that we have been getting, here in San Francisco, here in the Bay Area, just rainstorm after rainstorm just keeps moving through on us. And so I, I'm now at the longest I've ever gone without washing my car. And I have to say, 
it's getting embarrassing how dirty it is. Like to me anyway, and just, I, I am embarrassed for myself because, you know, hey, I feel like I'm I represent the Tesla community. Not not I don't say that in an egotistical way, but I'm just saying as a as a Tesla owner, like when my car is out there, hey, people look at that and go, oh, wow, what a what a nice Tesla. But they don't say that. I mean, I hope they hope they say that, but they're not going to say that one. It's totally filthy. Now, yes, the good news is everyone else's cars are disgustingly filthy from all this rain as well. But, man, it's getting to that point where I've got to clean it just for my own sanity, even if it rains like two days later. I just have to scrape because there's there's all like, you know, just dirt and little bits of grass and just grime on it. It's like I got to spray. You got to power wash all that stuff off. Furthermore, good news for me is that Immaculate Reflections was finally able to uh, fit me in on an appointment to get the my my PPF damage, that paint protection film damage. So I'll, I'll finally get to find out once and for all if my rear bumper has paint damage or if the if the paint protection film was able to save me. Fingers crossed for good news on that. But I'll say that I'm I'm embarrassed to take it to Immaculate Reflections in its current condition. So that's happening next week. I think I've come, come, uh, come what may, (laughs) I feel like I've got to wash it this weekend just because, you know, Jeff and Immaculate Reflections did such nice work, uh, with detailing the car that, that it's like, he'd just, he'd just shake his head and and sigh and just look just disapprovingly. He's, he's too nice a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm making a joke, but like, man, I gotta, I gotta clean it before I take it to him, but Anyway, uh, with that, let me give you the pro tip of the week. I've got a a good number of these in the queue, so I might do more than one of these next week or coming up, maybe on the next Patreon show. I'm not sure, but hey, keep them coming. I Again, I love all these little Easter eggs and shortcuts and cool little tips that people are finding in their Model 3s. Like sometimes I find them and I can pass them on to you, but I tell you, like I said, I've, I've learned a lot from you guys calling in with these. And in fact... This next one from Raj in the Bay Area is one that I did not know. This is a good one for me. I am going to start using this immediately. See what you think of it. Raj from the Bay Area with your pro tip of the week. Hey, Ryan. This is Raj from Bay Area. We actually met at a at the Fremont delivery event. I wanted to call in and uh, give the listeners a tip that I recently ran across, and I posted it on my YouTube channel as well, but... A lot of people have asked, how do you store more addresses outside of just home and work? And I've gotten a lot of feedback that people really liked this tip, so I thought I'd offer it to your listeners. Um, You know, it's good for putting in your significant other address or, you know, other family members' addresses and so forth. Uh, So when you go into Navigate Search, go ahead and type in whatever address uh, that you want. Uh, When the address comes up, uh, you're going to click on the little pin next to the address. So don't click on the address. Click on the little pin next to it. Um, you're going to have a little pop-up window come up with that address and showing it on the map. And you'll see a little heart there. When you click on that heart, it's going to give you the option to name it. So you can name it Grandma's House or whatever it is. Uh, add it to your favorites. And now when you click on the Navigate menu, you're going to see two options underneath Home and Work. You're going to see Recent and Favorites. When you click on Favorites, that's where all your favorites are. And if you want to remove something out of there, just swipe from right, swipe from left to right, and that will remove that address from there. Anyway, hopefully everyone finds that a helpful tip. And uh, enjoy your show, Ryan. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Raj, thank you so much for that. That's a great tip. And like I said, I'm going to start using that one right away because uh, that pairs with Navigate on Autopilot super nicely because, you know, I, I, I put in my destination all the time now because that's what you need to do in order to get Navigate on Autopilot to work. So, yeah, that's a good one. Great call there, Raj. Thanks so much. And with that, let me uh, give you a few plugs before I get on my way. Uh, I remind you, abstractocean.com. Take a look over there. They've got a ton of Tesla accessories, a lot of lighting kits, lighting stuff. So, you know, those puddle lights, They've got uh, better, like brighter interior LED lighting kits for, you know, the, the footwells and the door pockets. Uh, they've got the TESLA letters for the back of your Model 3 if you decide you want to put those back there either in addition to your T logo that's on your trunk lid or in 
uh, as a replacement for that T logo on your trunklet. Just a ton of stuff abstractocean.com. And again, they, I mentioned them because they're, they're very kind to continue as it's been a couple years now, they're still offering that coupon code RTL podcast. Use that coupon code at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. So, Hey, if you end up, you you throw a, a lighting kit in there, you throw maybe the letters in there, maybe a model three screen protector, the tempered glass screen protector, the center console wraps, the like vinyl, you could do the white, you know, like the prototype pad, you could do a carbon fiber look, all kinds of stuff. You know, maybe you get a hundred bucks worth of stuff in your cart, use that coupon code, boom, it's 85 suddenly instead of a hundred. So good stuff. Abstractocean.com coupon code RTL podcast. That's all one word. Meanwhile, I mentioned Immaculate Reflections. I'm on my way over there. If you're in the Bay Area or taking delivery in the Bay Area and you need a uh, an excellent detailer, whether it's for new car delivery prep, uh, the paint correction, paint protection film, ceramic coating, any of that stuff, uh, I definitely can speak from experience that Immaculate Reflections will take very good care of you. Visit their website at irdetailing.com. As for me, you can support me if you so choose. It's totally optional on Patreon. I've got a page on there. It's patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And there are the different tiers of support. You can also just literally support at whatever amount you want. If you so choose, again, it's totally optional, but you guys know the, the time, the energy, the effort, the love that goes into this podcast. So if you if you do uh, see fit to support in that way, I appreciate it. But if not, hey, I'm still going to be here for you each and every week. Every Sunday, new episode, you know it. So if you, I've got 181, actually more than that, episodes to, uh, to, to, to prove it, that you know I'm going to be here for you. Anyway, follow me on Twitter if you so choose, at... DMC underscore Ryan. That's also my Instagram handle, DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, you can email me. I've already given that address, but teslapodcast at gmail.com if you want to write me for any reason, or that's where you can send uh, recordings for the Ride the Lightning hotline as well. And the Jada Wireless Charging Pad, if you are buying one. Sadly, I don't have a discount for you there, but full transparency, uh, I've got a referral link for that, meaning they'll throw me a couple bucks uh, if you order using this link. So if, you, if you're in the market for a, a Qi wireless charging pad for your Model 3, I, I have it in mind. Again, I, I bought mine with my own money long before they approached me with, uh, with this referral link. I'm super happy with mine and because uh, and, I've, got, I've got an iPhone 10 from last year. It's been great. With that, it's super easy to install. Anyway, uh, the link to use, if you'd like to use that referral link for me, it's getjada.com slash R-E-F slash eight. And Jada is spelled J-E-D-A. Uh, and then finally, a reminder, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, which is a totally free thing, again, subscribing means the, the podcast is downloaded to you automatically every time a new episode drops. It's not a pay thing. It's just a convenience thing. A reminder that you can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you can uh, tune in. Is that's tune in is the service that's in the Teslas that's in your car. You can listen in your car right through the touchscreen. Uh, or there's uh, always YouTube as well, uh, which you you can go to the YouTube and subscribe there if you like too. It's just audio. I don't have any video up there for you. Uh, but if you're, if you're a fan of, if you prefer to get your content on YouTube, it's there. And then, uh, I think that will about do it except for mentioning, of course, the Patreon producers, the kind folks who support me at such a level that they get their shout out at the end of every single episode. I want to say hi to the newest Patreon producer, Jeremy. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for your support. Also, and Jeremy joins Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Matthew Parra, Michael Lester, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Emotion Rentals, Tim Hyde, Marcus Mayenshine, Lee Sweet, Lars Hoffman, Peter Chalet, as well as Harold Plug, Rome Strack, David Vakil, 
Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Luke Miles, Gabriel Salais, Jerry and Mary Smith, Brian Hope, Rick Sinta, Bill Royko, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman, uh, Luxendary.com, Stig Mickey Jensen, Michael Waddle, Daniel Grummer, uh, Blake Wiley, Tyler Van Gorder, and Josh. Thanks to all of you for your continued support. It is what keeps me going. It's uh, what <laughs> what allows me to justify the time and effort put into this thing. So thank you all so much, regardless of what uh, Patreon level you're supporting me at. That will do it. Happy electric motoring to all of you. I wish you a wonderful week, and uh, hopefully we'll have some better, happier news to talk about on next week's show. It's never fun to talk about the bad news. You got to take the bad with the good. Hopefully, hopefully good comes out of it. Like I said, I, I hope uh, I hope that Tesla on, on the resume and and uh, just by virtue of if they're talented enough for for Tesla, which you know, you remember Tesla gets they've said they get like a crazy number, like thousands of of applications for every single job opening they have. Highly competitive. So hopefully the affected people by the the workforce reduction this past week are able to bounce back quickly and really take a step forward in their careers with whatever their next step happens to be. So uh, again, I'm Ryan McCaffrey for, hey, a now, a now awake Daisy the Boxer Puppy. Where are you going? She's getting a drink. So you're going to hear that in a second. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks every, everybody for your time and your attention once again, because your time is your most valuable thing. And, and I appreciate you giving me an hour to an hour and a half of it every week. Thank you. And I'll see you next week. I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Well, our goal is to make it's it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. Mm. Make it's maximum fun.